What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Other Side of the Firewall podcast, where we highlight movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers. People of color who made it to the other side of that proverbial firewall to do great things in cybersecurity and IT. Uh, as always, I'm joined today by Shannon Times. What's up, what's up? And LaVon Maynard. Yes, sir. How's everybody doing out there? Doing pretty good. I was going to throw in Iron Mike Tyson and uh, Michael J. White because they're about to fight. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that today. It's about, it's about unity. <laughs> <laughs> Are they really going to do that? I said that. I saw something about the, that a couple weeks ago. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, they're going to fight for charity. Yep. So it's, it's a free fight. Mm-hmm. Isn't that Tyson and Tyson? Because he played Tyson in the HBO movie, right? I remember watching. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. I don't think, I don't think anybody's Tyson. It's gonna, he's going to be hurt. <laughs> RIP to Michael J. White. <laughs> right. I don't know. He, he seemed to hold his own. We'll see. Yeah, they I, know, kicks. Roy, I mean, if they got kicked, no, nah, you know? <laughs> nah, just all, all punching. I mean, yeah, all I, I think boxing. I think yeah. if he could, if he was unrestricted, but I mean, Mike, like you see uh, Roy Jones after the fight, after the charity fight. I didn't mm. watch. Uh, Ooh, I, I watched it. Like he was, yeah. he was standing up with adrenaline alone. Mm. <laughs> He's still Mike Tyson. But I don't care how old he is. <laughs> That's the truth. But uh, okay, yeah, he is a beast. But uh, this week is Action Pack Show. Uh, at the top of the show, we'll discuss T-Mobile's uh, latest data breach, uh, Google hijinks, and the new reports of Amazon's treatment of some of its former Black employees. Uh, in topic one, uh, Levon will educate us on bombardiers. I think I said it right. Data leak. So they're an airplane manufacturer, but please correct me on how to say the name. I tried to, <laughs> I tried to run through yeah. yeah, I tried to run it through uh, Google and it, the robot voice didn't help me. Uh, and then <laughs> in the second topic, uh, I'll discuss Clubhouse and uh, how one of their, or I shouldn't say one of their, but their first breach that we know of uh, and its ramifications to uh, to our privacy. But before we talk about all that, how's everybody's week? I can't complain. Just another another day in, in paradise. Get the, uh, play some video games, watch some shows, uh, living a COVID lifestyle. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of like anything cool. I'm just like I, I'm boring right now. Like, <laughs> ain't nothing, nothing cool inside to talk about from, from my my perspective. But uh, um, yeah, I've just been just chilling out, uh, enjoying some of this beach life. Actually, I haven't gone to the beach in the last uh, last month or so. But <laughs> you know, that's my that's how my. So I live my life every every day at the beach. But are they no. are they open? Yeah, uh, they're they're open. They're just like uh, there's certain there were certain beaches at one point that were closed off to the public. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. People like gathering, uh, but there's like I, I don't know if it's like like certain certain parts certain beaches um, they allow people to like to, to hang out and do whatever, but not like I, I assume that if it got to an extent where people are like jam packed and laying on it, you know, because I, I go to a beach where it's kind of like not people, a lot of people hang out, people just kind of walking around just to get a little scenic view and then, uh, you know, just go home. They don't like jump in the water and play. You don't, have, you don't see like a bunch of kids like splashing in the water and like with the pails and buckets and like trying to like scoop sand and all this kind of stuff. But, uh, so a nude just beach. like, yeah, yeah, just a nude beach. Yeah, it's adult, beach, yeah. adults only. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I've been up to. How about you, okay. so? How about you guys? Man, nothing much my way. It's Groundhog's Day, man. Like, again, stay in the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Play with the children. You know what I mean? It's it's. I mean, we get we got some snow 
Thursday here, so two days ago. That was like five inches worth. I'm watching it. I'm watching it melt all over the place now, right? Like mm. it, it don't stay long here in Colorado, man. But yeah, nothing, nothing much other than that, though. No, I didn't study this week. I know I, I, <laughs> I studied last week, and then this week I'm not on it. Like I need to, I need to get back on it. That's right. Mm-mm-mm. I know. That's all I got. That's all I got to say about that. The head shaker I'll, right I'll there. I'll take that shame. So, <laughs> here, here's a question. Like, I don't know. Um, how factual this is, but I see a lot of people are, are posting that they've passed, right? They're like, hey, I passed the CISP, but they're saying six hours, 250 questions. So if you take it online, is it the linear only option? Are you can only do the cat if you go in person? I can't find anybody to, to fact check this. I'm not sure on that. My, my, my <laughs> test is until April. So I was outside of that February window when they were doing the testing, which like the last day is like today, right? Or yeah. tomorrow maybe, yeah. So yeah. I, I was outside that window, so I never even looked into it to see what they were doing. But um, yeah, I, I think that might just be the uh, online portion of it, though, because I haven't seen anything saying it, it's changed. Yeah, because if it's two fifty six hours, like, like all my concerns are out the window. Because <laughs> I got a new level of respect for you if you take that test. Like I'm not, I'm not yeah. down for for that. Yeah. Uh, so man, I, I I was living the the life this week. I'm lying. I wasn't. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I just worked on content for the uh, for the for the podcast, and um, uh, I watched the uh, Amendment. I think it's called or Amend the Netflix Will Smith um, yeah, uh, show about the Fourteenth Amendment. Yeah, how was it? I watched I watched three episodes. It's really good. Like like they got me on the first one, and then. Um, you, like you're like excited and then you're like sad and then you're mad and then you're excited it's a roller coaster and like but i know i know the history <laughs> so that means it's, it's good they did a good job thanks that's good. But, Sounds uh, good. i've been wanting to check yeah. out the uh <clears throat> i forgot what it's called like uh like judas and the messiah something like that the Black oh messiah. yeah um mm-hmm. i think it's on hbo max i have that in my queue i want to check that one out too but yeah i, I know we're gonna get to probably later on in the, in the show but uh I haven't been watching a whole bunch, anything new lately, but um, got some some things in the queue lined up that I want to check out for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, With that being said, there's no good segue. So we just (laughs) jump right to the, uh, I tried, I dug deep, dug deep, couldn't find it. But there's just a few topics that we want to hit uh, up front, just things that popped off. Um, they caught our eye. So, and the first one, it's T-Mobile. So uh, we've talked about it in the past. It's a good follow-up to previous conversations, but they've suffered another data breach, uh, this time in the way of uh, swim, SIM swapping, hijacking uh, type attack. So what is that? So a SIM swap fraud or SIM hijacking allows scammers to take control of targets' phone numbers after porting them using social engineering or after bribing mobile operator employees to a SIM controlled by a fraudster. So that's the first time I ever used the word fraudster out of all the words. <laughs> but um, so basically they don't know exactly um, how the, the breach took place just yet anyway. Like that may come out uh, uh, soon, but they said they were able to stop it. But what was happening was uh, they were porting people's numbers and then they were using those numbers to um, get into other accounts such as banks, 
So such as banking accounts, because a lot of people's phone numbers are tied to their bank account uh, and they're able to use it to, uh, to, to access that data. Uh, it says the attackers were able to port numbers. It is unclear if they gained access to employee accounts or did it through the comp compromised user accounts. So uh, again, uh, this is the fifth breach in four years uh, as cited by uh, bleepingcomputer.com. So hmm. what, are you, what are you guys' thoughts? Hmm. I just say, uh. <laughs> 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 it's a... Uh, um... Yeah, I guess it's, it's you know this kind of thing has been I think it's been uh, uh, it's been a thing for a little bit. People trying to attack uh, or get access to SIM cards, and um, if they can do like some social engineering and get people to like activate a new device on somebody's account or something like that. Uh, but it's uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have like a big. Uh, you know, a detailed thought on this. I mean, it's like, a, it's kind of like something that I'm aware of. I know, I know these things exist. I know it's a problem. Um, obviously, people got to be careful with their their devices. I'm not sure if there's ways to like actually identify if you've been like a victim of SIM swapping besides like maybe your phone stopped work, stops working or if you're like, uh, I don't know, all of a sudden you get some random text message saying, hey, uh, you know, please activate your new device or something. But it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's an interesting story. It's um. I'm glad that they're disclosing. Um, T-Mobile is being honest with the with the the company with with their with their customers to make sure that people are aware that there's some some attacks and there's some breaches that they've identified so that people will be be aware and be uh, be be uh, you know smart about you know protecting the devices and and monitoring, make sure that their account stays safe. I think a lot of people are probably just like you know pay their bill monthly. You don't even think about anything that, you know anything going on with the the service or the Somebody could be compromising their the device, especially with, like you mentioned, the device is tied to a lot of sensitive systems. And you've got the two-factor authentication that we talked about before that a lot of people use SMS-based, uh, which they say is less secure than using like an application or authenticator, something like that. But uh, right. for exact, you know, for these reasons alone, somebody can get maybe potentially like hack your hack your device or get get access to your SIM and to your data, um, be able to monitor your, your I guess, SMS messages, um, you know. And then again, I always mentioned it before, but uh, it's better than nothing. I think it's better than just having a single factor authentication. But yeah, I think that's that's my thoughts on this. Do you have much thoughts on this uh, as well, Shannon? So, so here's what I'll say. They they had a, a last minute addition to this story, right? So they got an update that came out today, a few hours ago, actually. Okay. And they say that the attackers used an internal T-Mobile application target to target up to 400 customers in SimSwap uh attack attempts so at first when i read this story i was like okay they paid somebody off i was sure somebody got paid <laughs> insider right. insider threat we know that's where, all the, well, that's where the danger is right but then yeah. i read that and i was like okay t-mobile now now i'm like okay am i, am I going to switch to verizon or something now at this point right like this is like five and four years or something like that we just talked about this in december right we, we did we the last one that they did and i'm like Come on, man. Is my information safe? Like, I got I got socials up there in your database. You know what I mean? Like, right. When is it going to be too much? You know what I mean? So, it's already one of those things where, okay, I, I you provide a decent enough service, right? But if I gotta worry every year, sometimes twice a year, within a 365 day time frame, whether not my information is safe, you know, the juice may not work, be worth the squeeze. I may have to may have to move on, maybe pay a little bit more for that security, but.
Yeah, this is one of those things where, I mean, seeing it was an internal application that they had that got hacked, it's kind of like, all right, protect your, protect your house, right? That's what you need yeah. to do. Like, you need to be like uh, Under Armour, right? We must protect this house. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, it's something that really gives me pause now. Because like I said, I, I again, I've said it in the past too, right? Like I was a, I was a military member. So I know my information is, has been everywhere. Before, right. And it's exactly, <laughs> it is everywhere. Right. But it's like, I don't, it could be one of those things where it's just in my head now. And maybe because we do this every week, right. We're talking about all the stuff that's going on. And I realize there's risks with doing certain things. If I'm gonna have a phone, if I'm gonna have a credit card, if I'm gonna have my information in all these different places, the risk is always there, but I, I need them to do better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm one of your customers and I need you to do better. I don't need you adding on to the information that's already out there or refreshing someone's memory that the information could be out there from a previous uh, uh, exposure, right? You know what I mean? Right. So I I, I need them to do better. That's that's my thought. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Do better. Speaking of doing better, that's a good segue. Uh, I'll let you take it over with uh, Google. All right. So Google, I, I just want to put this... I'm going to preface before I go into this with this, right? Like we are not, we are not jumping on Google by any means, right? I know it seems like that by the last few weeks that we've had where we've been talking about Google and how they've been messing up, but every week, it it appears Google is messing up, right? So this story is actually from CNBC, right? Um, And it's Google's program for black college students suffered disorganization and culture clashes, uh, former participants say, right? So this was a program that Google had that was called Howard West. It was a Howard West program, right? So what it was, was uh, students from Howard University, they would go out West to Google's campus, hence the name Howard West. Um, And they started this back in 2017, right? So at first glance at this, you're like, okay, this is good. This is kind of the stuff that we've been getting on Google for, right? Like not doing some of the things when it comes to minorities and people of color, but um, where they fail here though is it seems like they weren't given enough attention to the program to where it was beneficial to the people they, that were being enrolled in this, right? So um, pretty much what it was is they would take students from Howard, um, put them out west to the Google campus, and they would teach them, you know, like, hey, this is how we do things at Google. You know, you'll, you'll work different things. It was machine, uh, different machine things, programming, uh, different, different things that make you marketable, you know, in the IT, in the IT sphere out in the world. Um, but... <laughs> some of the things they were coming across and some of the things that are mentioned in the story were kind of, it was kind of alarming. And again, they started this back in 2017, but the students mentioned um, disorganization and like there were apps that they would have to log into to, to see, uh, to like know their way around the campus that they couldn't get access to, right? Because they weren't full-time employees of Google, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they couldn't get access to, to different uh, maps and things that were on the campus. Uh, different things that were needed for the classes they were taking because there were some Howard University professors that were teaching them as well um, to where even the Howard professors and the, the Google software developers would have some clashes kind of in front of the in front of students which is not what you want right like you kind of want to prevent present a united front uh, when you're doing these things but yeah, they've talked about how they would have clashes there um, some of the culture things they would run into is they would get carded more often than anybody else. Uh, they had an, they had an instance in the story where uh, some some students in the first class actually back in 2017 they had gotten introduced by the CEO like a, a few days before and Google has like these bikes uh, you can you can ride mm. on campus or whatever and security mm. people were calling in security saying they were being stolen. You know what I mean? Mm. So 
security was stopping these new students, right? This is a bad first impression a couple of days in. They were stopping these new students, you know, and, and then people would have to be like, no, these, these are, you know, they're part of Google right here. They're here to learn. Um, just different stuff like that, different microaggressions that were going on. Um, there was another instance where um, uh, one of the students there was told he couldn't eat at a food truck that was on the campus. Like the lady turned to him in his face and said, this is for Google employees only. So he had to hold his card up to his face. That was a Google, you know, ID card to say, hey, since you're not looking for my, my call <laughs> for everybody else, I want you to know right. that I am allowed to eat here, you know? Um, right. So this, so the stuff we've been talking about with Google, and, and, and again, I, I don't want to make it seem like we're, we're, we're just going after Google on this because I'm not, right? But um, it's, it seems like this is something that's been going on since 2017. This organization, Culture Clashes, um, it's the stuff they got to get better. We say this every week, and I know I sound like a, a broken record, but we got to do better at this stuff, right? Like, um, it just seems like the intention of the program uh, was not with the way that they were actually leading it or the way they were they were managing it. You know what I mean? It seemed mm-hmm. like it was more for the PR side of it to say, hey, we have a program where we're helping Black college students than actually helping the Black college students. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but what, what's your thoughts on that, LeVar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's... Uh... Yeah, it's obviously a, a concerning, concerning topic. Um, you know, one of the big tech players in the game right now. Um, it seems like they're having some issues with, uh, you know, it sounds like they have some issues with these programs that they're that they're using to, um, you know, support these black college students. Um, and I think I remember reading in an article that one of the students, uh, I think one of the the, the people, one of the person, the person that this story is kind of based off of too, that I think gave a lot of the, the information as well, was mentioning that I think when they got into the program, uh, and somewhere during the program, they were offered some sort of like uh, scholarship or something like that after they they finished the program, or like they were going to give them some some uh, cover some some cost, a substantive effect for their for their education, and I think they ended up uh, not falling through with that because they they decided that that person didn't didn't um meet certain criteria or something like that even though that they were um they were praised during their their participation in the program so i I thought that was kind of interesting as well but it's uh you know it's obviously it's a concern i mean like you mentioned shannon it's uh you know hopefully you know hopefully the company's not just doing it as a like a pr stunt they're actually trying to they actually have like a uh a passion about trying to help, you know, disadvantaged youth and or, you know, just black college students in general, because um, I think from the statistics, I, I can't remember exactly what they were, but they, uh, you know, they obviously hire disproportionately, um, you know, non non black individuals. I think they've gone up slightly over the years from 2014 to, to 2020. Um, they have like a 4% uh, black employee um, uh, population there so 3.7 yeah almost yeah 3.7 yeah so it's like it's like it's good that these there's programs like this in place but they do have to like put put forth effort to make sure that that these things are kind of addressed and make sure that people feel welcomed into the program people aren't going to be you know wanting to participate if they feel like oh i'm just going to be i'm going to join the program and they're just going to like uh go through some motions like here here's some books to study here's like a somebody that's going to teach you some things and then like kick you out you know on the curb um, and I think there was something in here about the uh, expectations for like internship. And I think a lot of people had like great, you know, great jobs, uh, a great like uh, performance during the, the program. And they, 
kind of expected maybe there'd be like an internship opportunity, but they weren't offered one. Um, so it's it's kind of concerning. I mean, I, I understand that there is definitely um, different levels as far as like expectations. Somebody has to have a certain skill set to be employee at, at Google. Um, but at the same time, I think there's um, there's a thing called like like a growth mindset where people can 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 learn and 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 develop even better skills while they're learning the job. Um, sometimes you got to give people a little opportunity if you feel like they're not 100% like ready to go, like gun, guns blazing, like the first day of the job, just to be like firing off code and just like developing all these websites instantly. Um, sometimes you need to, to give people ch a chance that you see something else in them. You see that they have a, a attitude that they're willing to learn, they're willing to educate themselves, they're willing to, to work hard. They're not just like going to, to rest on their, their laurels and just, uh, you know, ride the paycheck and just sit around and do nothing. So sometimes you got to give those people opportunity. And I think that's, you know, something that maybe this team has to consider as well when they're deciding who to like bring in with these internships and things like that. Uh, but I think that's, that's my, my initial thoughts on this. You, you have some additional thoughts as well, as well, Ryan? Oh, I, I do. I have a lot, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, because it, it ties very well into um, a, a similar uh, instance, Amazon. Mm. So I, I can sum yeah. it all up with two articles, right? So in this article by Recode, entitled, or sorry, by Vox in the Recode section, Bias, Disrespect, and Demotions, Black Employees Say Amazon Has a Race Problem. So it, it, it just goes hand in hand. So in this article, they talked to a um, Shannon Kelly Ray, uh, who started working at Amazon in 2019 as the Global Manager of Diversity in the company's cloud computing division. Uh, says she had big ambitions for her new job. Uh, after two, nearly two years, two decades, I'm sorry, after nearly two decades of uh, experience leading diverse and inclusive inclusion efforts inside important institutions, she quit a year later. That's how bad it was there. That's how, that's how uh, much uh, in their own way they are. Uh, and what's crazy is that when you read this article, it, uh, it cites some of the similar things, just stereotypes, prejudice, things of that nature. And it wasn't coming from the, uh, it wasn't coming from Jeff Bezos. Like he actually came there, spoke, introduced people, let people know what the program was about. And they said they were hardened by the, by his, uh, his speeches. Uh, it comes from the, the, uh, the managers at the lower levels. So if I were to sum it up, I, I don't believe that it's a, they're not having a CEO issue with Alphabet CEO, um, uh, Sundar Pichai or Jeff Bezos at Amazon. It's an issue with the people they've hired previously these uh, very intelligent, but very uh, narrow-minded and shut-in uh, people who just don't know how to interact with people who don't look like them. That's, that's just my personal opinion. Like it always seems to be coming from the tactical level. If I were to break it down to military uh, terms, these people at the lower end who are in management positions, but just have no idea uh, how how to, to deal with diversity. They just never experienced it. Either the town they came from or the institution that they, they got their education in, people look just like them. So when they deal with other people, they're calling the cops because they're still in scooters or they're not allowing to eat from the food truck. Or they cited one case where the person just, uh, in his in his ineptness, uh, said that my that his his ancestors owned slaves, but they were probably nice to them. Who hmm. says that? A calm person might say that because <laughs> right. we have no sense. And then you you uh, add add fuel to the to the fire. Uh, you put this person in the management position, and you, if you don't give them diversity training, not to, not to excuse their ineptness or or 
or it, it just doesn't help the situation. Like they should be better anyway, right? Just do better. But you need to train these people before you release them onto the masses. Like these are not supposed to be your trainers. If mm-hmm. if he has an idea that you know, his ancestry was kind to slaves, you probably shouldn't be allowed to be the teacher of of black people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But I, I digress. How do, how do you feel about this? <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious. It's obvious that there's a, you know, issue there. I think it's like, I think it's just like you said, though, it's kind of, uh, you know, in all these situations, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, any other company, uh, uh, Tesla and all these other places, you know, it's all, de- it's all dependent on the people that they hire and the people that are working the job. Um, and like you mentioned before, training is a very important thing that, that people are aware it's the same, you know, same respect, you know, you can train somebody as much as you want about being, uh, you know, uh, uh, welcoming to people of different backgrounds, but sometimes people have that a certain mindset that they're from, and they're from a certain place, a part of the world, part of the country that they feel, oh, these, you know, these people are beneath me. I don't, I don't like really respect people that don't look like me. Um, and as much as you train them and, you know, give them all these, uh, you know, uh, you teach them how, how to properly, you know, manage people that don't look like them. Um, they're still going to kind of be set in their ways a little bit, but it's hard to like, hard to figure out. I think I'm sure it's hard to figure out sometimes how to identify those people who, who should be, uh, you know, managing people of, uh, in general or people of other races, as well as like, you know, managing these programs like the, like the one we talked about before with Google's program, trying to uh, help, you know, black college students get, get tech jobs. Um, but it's, it's such a tough thing. I mean, it's such a big, you know, it's such a big conflict. I mean, this, this type of thing has been going on for a long time, obviously it's, uh, it's centuries old now, but, um, it's like a, uh, something that we just have to do better. We have to be able to try to identify people, people's judging, you know, judge people's characters and, and make sure that we're hiring the right people. These companies are hiring the right people and make sure that they're putting um, the best foot forward to, uh, like you said, train them and to make sure that it's acknowledged if things happen that are suspicious or that are out of place that people are, you know, reprimanded or, you know, reprimanded for it. And they get, they get fired, they get demoted, they get whatever. Uh, if they're like acting out, out of, out of place and they're doing things that are, um, you know, they're being biased or disrespectful to people of, of other, other races. So I think, uh, you know, there's more to be done for that for sure. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, it, it goes far and wide between other companies as well. But with that, do you have some thoughts on this as well, Shannon? So I do. So, so your point is valid, right? In that they need to know, they, they, they need to do better when it comes to dealing with people that are not of the same race, you know, or same background or whatever. But think about it like this, right? How often do you expect them to see that 3.7%, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're walking around the campus right there, so they don't know what they don't know type thing the, the, the whole their whole day they might see one or two people of color and they may not even have an interaction with them to know how they need to be talking with them you know what i'm saying they may see them across the courtyard or whatever when they're walking on the compound you know i hate to call it a compound i don't know what you're yeah. campus that's, that's right the campus. campus you know walking across the campus but they don't have any really any uh interpersonal dealings with them so they don't know how to talk to them because even in even in the article they mentioned that about how um they'll have people they'll have guests uh, come in and teach some things or whatever but like I think they mentioned it was a professor from like MIT or something like that 
And they went in there assuming they had a background knowledge that they did not have. Like, no, that's why we're here is to get that knowledge. Don't assume I'm already at this level. And that was another thing they would talk about with the disorganization was uh, make the prerequisites known because that was not laid out very well for them either. So you go in there and then people expect you to have some type of, you know, maybe pro- let's just say programming knowledge, right? And you don't have that. No, I'm in school for that. You're supposed mm-hmm. to teach me that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what my baseline needs to be and you never told me what it needed to be. Um, so uh, I, I hear you, but I, I, I find it hard. I find it hard to do if, uh, like you mentioned in the other article, Ryan, you had somebody with two decades of experience that quit in under a year. You know what I'm saying? So how often is that, right. how often is that happening at, at Google even, right? They might have some, some uh, I mean, I know they have a, an HR department, no doubt, right? But like when it comes to like diversity outreach and whatnot, they've been struggling with that for the last, I, I can tell you right now for a la- at least the last three months that we've been on the air, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> April, April Curry and, and Dr. Dr. Gabriel, you know what I mean? Like right. they, they've been struggling with that already. So who knows how long it's been a problem that just doesn't really get the attention it deserves. Yeah, this is gonna. Uh, I, I don't know what um, I'm, I'm struggling with the uh, civilian equivalent, but whatever a tiger team would be like, you need to you need to spend spend that money and and put in the right people uh, asap because this is gonna keep like the media now is 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 this is in the daily cycle. It's just like you know what we need an article about Google, we need an article about the president, we need an article like they they have they have a template now like. So it's just going to branch off now. Now it's spread to Amazon. Now we we've gone from beating up Google to beating up Amazon. Like it's going to keep spreading. Like, yeah, I need to get together, make a coalition of of <laughs> IT of IT right. uh, companies, and then like, hey, listen, we need to install a diversity panel or tiger team or something because we're about to get they're about to eat our lunch. Mm-hmm. They they are coming for us. Like twenty twenty would let you know we're not playing no more. Twenty twenty one is just going to be. Uh, even better sequel if you keep playing around mm-hmm. like fix fix yourselves that's what, that should be named the, the title of this uh, episode fix yourself <laughs> right right <laughs> or just do better <laughs> but again right. it, 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 strives are being made however uh again you got to check your your lower management they're just not doing a good job mm-hmm. so yeah but with that if you could pronounce the name of this company i'd be very happy <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, t- I think it's uh, I think it's just bombardier. bombardier. I mean, I've heard bombardier, that phrase before. Okay. Yeah, bombardier, maybe. Uh, but nonetheless, so this next topic we're talking about from ZDNet, uh, airplane maker, bombardier data posted on ransomware leak site following FTA FTA hack, and this is by uh, Catalin uh, Campanu. Uh, so in this article, it basically just describes uh, just a situation that happened to, to this company, uh, Airplane Maker, uh, that essentially they, they're running this, uh, file ser- this file share uh, web server. And essentially got hacked. Got hacked, got a, uh, there, apparently there was like a zero day uh, vulnerability on this software that they were using. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's called Acelion. And uh, apparently you got, it has some sort of zero zero day vulnerability that some hackers got a got a, were able to uh, to access or take advantage of and you know access their data and obviously uh, this is you know it's kind of concerning that that a lot of their private information especially if they have like a bunch of diagrams and build you know build guides and all this kind of stuff for um, 
or the parts and pieces that put together their planes, you know, maybe a, 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 you know, a nation, uh, an, another nation, another, you know, China or Russia might want to use some of this data to help, you know, design some of their planes, some of their, um, some of their capabilities. I know this kind of things happened in the past with other military installations, military like jets, things like that. Somehow they get leaked and uh, able to use. All of a sudden you see like, you know, uh, like an identical plane built in another country uh, <laughs> that looks just like, you know, the ones from Bombardier or, you know, from other military organizations. But uh, yeah, essentially it's a, it's a pretty straight, straight story. I mean, they got hacked. Um, they, they, it was discovered that some of the stuff, some of the data was on, on the dark web. Um, uh, it looks like the, you know, the ransomware gang may have like asked for some sort of like uh, uh, some, you know, some, the, for them to pay some money. Uh, but I don't know if they actually went through with any payments at the time. Um, but they say that no personal data was was shared, uh, but they, they most likely lost some like private intellectual uh, property um, and actually being offered for free on the dark web. So that's kind of funny that just like hey, everybody, just, you know, just have at it, do whatever you want with it. And you got to you got to wonder, too, some people I don't, I don't know who this who this group is, but you got to wonder if they are. Uh, you know, if they ever have like. I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, maybe like a concerned about you know this affecting like their their own safety or like i don't know if uh if uh they hack these these hack these like airplane companies website and then um i don't know they use this this information to like uh people like get this the specs of these airplanes and they're able to like these other people that purchase this data are able to find use this data to like hack other airplanes or something to that effect to start compromising other systems and um, it might end up kind of coming back around and affecting them in a, in a roundabout way, but uh, but that's pretty much the story. Just uh, another ransomware leak, nothing, something that we uh, obviously know a lot about that we've seen quite a bit in the last uh, last several months here, but uh, especially with COVID going on. But you guys have any thoughts on this? Uh, so yeah, I think this one is just uh, not to say negligible uh, because it's still some, some, something got stolen, but I think it's more IP driven. Like you just don't yeah. want somebody to be making bombardier, like you said, like Kirtland brand bombardier uh, jets <laughs> That's out there. You, you don't want that to happen. But uh, I, I, hey, you never know. Like if there was some kind of flaw of vulnerability uh, in the in the plane or or in its um, uh, in its suite of components like maybe it could be something they could use um to to the plane or to the manufacturer's detriment they just don't really reveal that in this article uh which mm -hmm. i mean if they if it did exist they probably wouldn't tell you anyway um but it is kind of interesting so it, it's it's weird right so now the more i think about it it's, it's it's starting to feel less like espionage and like uh spy versus spy and it's starting to feel more like stagecoach robbers like back in the day you know what i mean like it's it's so much of it. It's so unpleased. It's just, it's, it's so brashing in your face. Uh, like every week, it seems to be like something bigger, better, just anything you could think of being stolen and then just being put out there for the, for the highest bidder or for free. You just be like, hey, we did this and they didn't pay us, but now you can have it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty crazy. Like they definitely, like something has to give. Um, like, I don't know if it's like what you said with the zero trust model or what has to be done to try to starve this from taking place. Uh, Cause it's, it's getting to be so normal. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think ever since, uh, especially with everybody working from home nowadays and uh, a lot of companies putting their, their information out on the web, making it accessible for everybody. It's become a, a, a hot, hot item for sure. Yeah. So, so, so here's the thing, right? So I'm going to say this and I don't want to make it sound like I'm okay with what happened, but I'm a little bit more forgiving of a zero day than a company that just does not keep their appliances up to date. You know what I mean? Like a zero day is right, right. Was previously unknown, right? Like it was something that was found. Okay. And we talked about this before about uh, how, how long do you keep doing your, your, your testing and whatnot before you put something out there for production to make money. Right. So they, the, the, the company eventually reached that point and they were like, okay, if we find anything, we'll patch it after that. But it was a zero day. Right. So it's not like it was a, it was a patch that was available to them a year ago. They just didn't do and they were being lazy about it. So like I said, I'm a little more forgiving of that. But again, I don't want to be like, oh, well, it's okay. You know what I mean? Because it's not okay. Right. Like, I mean, somebody could have been looking at something, you know, to, to figure this out. But I mean, it's just, this is kind of one of those things where you get desensitized to it, right? It's like, it's like those video game makers uh, yeah. back in the day when they were under attack by, by Congress and whatnot because kids were getting oh, violent video games. Video games. <laughs> <laughs> to it like i feel like i'm getting there right it's just like oh, another hack huh there, okay whatever you know what i mean but i, I don't know i just i don't know how to, <laughs> to say. I, don't, I don't know how to take this but it's kind of i i guess what i guess what my new my new milestone should be for them is how quick they recover from it and how they handle it after the fact right right because now it's 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 just doing business now that you're gonna get hacked right idle hands is what you said ryan right Idle hands are the work of the devil, right? They're going out there, they're doing that stuff. Let's see what I can do here. And and here's yeah. what happened. We got a zero day. That was like it was like four different things that they found, right? Four different vulnerabilities, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't I can't remember. I'd have to look back at the article again. But like, yeah, I'm 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 more forgiving, but at this point it's like, okay, how fast did you recover from it? Did you fix it, right? Or did the company who's responsible for fixing it fix it, right? Because you're using somebody else's software, right? Um, for the for the file sharing. But I don't know. That's kind of my view on it. Again, not condoning it. Right. That that, that (laughs) is an interesting way of looking at it, though. Like, instead of um, protect, like, the obviously you need to protect yourself, but how quickly you recover and what have you. I wonder if that can be built into some kind of agile process or some kind of, um, like, could that be advertisement for a a security company? Like, we we will, because... Breaches are inevitable, but we'll get you back on your feet in 24 hours. Right. Like, yeah. Could, yeah, could that could that be um, an emphasis of your of, of your business? Like, could that be a feature? Like, yeah, yeah, we we not, we can't stop the hack, but we can it get you back up and running. It should right. be right because that's that's money lost, right? Like, the longer you stay yeah. down, the more money you lose, right? Casinos know how much they lose, you know, if they're down for a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. The companies, these companies shouldn't be any different, especially if you're, especially if you're public, a public traded company, right? Because your stock could just fall, like it's going out of style. You know what I mean? So yeah. you definitely want to be able to know that, and you want to be able to relay confidence to your investors that kind of drive your your worth, right? So yeah, yeah. So I guess it would just be more of an emphasis on your business continuity plan or your disaster recovery plan than your uh, defense. So it's just a different perspective, like a different way of looking at it. Um, because it's looking like you you can't do anything but get hacked nowadays. So it's, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But I, I did see like when I when I was digging through articles, uh, picking picking and choosing, I saw that like the NSA is also going towards Microsoft Zero Trust. 
uh, methodology. So it's it's coming to a head. Like trust no one, air gap everything. Like no no one being authenticated it can be trusted. So you must authenticate, re-verify. Like it's 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 happening. It's just very slow. Hey listeners, please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds, leave us constructive feedback, and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you. Um... But speaking of breaches, so uh, Clubhouse chats are breached, raising concern over security. So there was already some concern about Clubhouse. I don't know if you guys know what Clubhouse is, uh, but I can elaborate because I'm on Clubhouse now and I like it. <laughs> so it's a new social media platform came out last year. Um, basically, it allows people to host uh, conferences, so to speak, like the host takes the stage. They can present whatever they want to present in front of the people. People come in, they can either listen or they can be given spotlight to come on stage. And what's, what's so cool about it is because it's so new and so non-monetized, you'll see extremely, uh, not to say important people, but you'll see people who are CEOs and uh, uh, owners of businesses intermingling with regular people, which you don't see on a regular basis. So it's pretty cool. Like, um, uh, like, uh, one of my mentors, he was on there, uh, Jeff, uh, Lodick, and he was talking. He also had, uh, a former, I believe he was either a, uh, sports newscaster or, or a former, uh, uh, MLB player. And they were talking about the, the benefits of sports with kids. And then they actually had like, uh, like a, a therapist and like a, um, uh, what is it? Uh, sports medicine uh, person. Then they had a couple like division, division one, uh, ex uh, soccer players. So like just talking, just mingling amongst each other, just having a regular conversation. And you just don't see that. Um, the platform when it launched was, I think, worth valued at 100 million. And then um, I, I want to say Facebook or Google wanted to purchase them for a billion. They turned that down as well. Uh, and it just continues to grow. The platform just continues to get better. It's pretty elitist. You have to be invited. You can't just show up. Uh, and for the time being, you have to have an iOS device to access it. Um, they, they're not on Android yet, but but it's going to happen soon. So it's a pretty cool platform. I, I definitely want to do some stuff. Um, the other side of the firewall related, I'm just kind of scared to put myself out there. I, you know what I mean? Like I got I to gotta see a bunch of different presentations, kind of figure out how it works. Um in spite of it, people just saying, just do it, just go, start talking, people show up. But uh, apparently a lot of, because uh, like, I'm rambling now, a lot of the the, um, the back end is uh, out of China. So there's already concerns. Uh, and now with the breach, because uh, they initially said that, that these uh, sessions could not be recorded, because the whole premise of the platform is that it's live. It's like, if you watch our, our podcast, if you watch our, if you look at our video, or sorry, if you listen to our podcast, if you watch our videos, that's like buying the album. But if you come to um, Clubhouse, that's like coming to the concert. So the whole mm-hmm. thing is it's not supposed to be recorded. This is supposed to be just free flowing, just happens. And then you gather what you can from it. Um, but 
they they found recordings were out there. Um, they they shut off the account. They said that they patched the vulnerability to make sure it didn't happen again. But people are a little concerned. So I said a lot there. Go ahead, Lamont. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have much much thoughts thoughts on this. I mean, obviously, it sounds like a, a good platform for people to to uh, get their voice voices heard. Um, obviously, they had some sort of security breach. I don't know. I don't think they really detail exactly what happened in their breach, um, but obviously, it's something that they're going to have to like identify and make sure that they are resolved. I mean, especially if the back ends in China, I'm sure that's going to be a big concern for a lot of uh, U.S. companies or like people that maybe uh, you know obviously have concern about things running in another country that they may be using it for some malicious content or malicious uh, uh, reasoning. Um, and I'm not sure what, you know, if it's just like a, like a social like box where people just talk to a group of people, I'm not sure what kind of content they'd be so concerned about with other people having, if they're going to have like, just if you put things on the internet, it's pretty much once it's on the internet, everybody has access to it. Uh, so, you know, you never know if, uh, you know, China has it, if Iran has it, if, uh, you know, you know, people in London have it, whatever, you know, wherever you're concerned about people viewing the, viewing the content, as, as long as you're not putting like your social security number and your address on the, on the platform. Um, I think I read here something to the fact they don't, they don't even store like private information or user information on the, on the, uh, on the back end of their, of their, uh, of their infrastructure. But but yeah, I guess, you know, for sure, depending depend on what kind of audience you have, and especially if you have, I don't know, you have like a military, like uh, clubhouse meeting, and you want to have some, some speakers <laughs> on there, and then we're talking about some, you know, <laughs> I don't know, secret jet, like strategic, like mission, you know, uh, communications or whatever. Then you I should hope concerned. they're not putting that out of clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Your concerns if that is happening. Like if, if people are right. talking confidential stuff or classified right. stuff, come on now. Like it's, it's right. Different things need to happen. Some clearances need to be pulled, and some questions need to be right. at that point. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go right ahead, there I'm with sorry. you. No. No. That, no. You're right. That's that's what I'm. That's what I'm throwing that out there. Like that's the only reason I'd really be concerned if somebody's like trying to do some top secret mission type stuff on Clubhouse for some reason. Um, but as long as not putting like, I've never used this platform. I really don't know all about it. But as long as people aren't putting all their information on there, and uh, uh, and it looks like, like I mentioned, that they don't store they store or share personally identified information, identifiable information for any of its clients. So, um, and they said that we're committed to making our product as secure as we can. The company said. So uh, yeah, it, it looks like they're, they're trying to. They have some cybersecurity experts that are that are monitoring their the systems and make sure things are are legit. Um, maybe uh, as this platform becomes more popular, I'll see more information about it. Um, and like you mentioned, I know you said like Jeff uh, had uh, had been on here. I'm, and he's a he's a he's one of the big dogs. So I know he's uh, <laughs> if he's uh, if he's using it, I'm sure a lot of people are a lot of other people are as well. Um, but I think it's my initial thoughts on it. I don't think there's much, uh, much more I can say about it, but hopefully they take care of their security issues and people can use it as, as a, a means to the little soapbox where they can get on there and talk to a bunch of people. Um, but do you have any thoughts on this as well, Shannon? So, so here's my thoughts on this. So we, we've talked about this before and I've said this before, right? When it comes to something that I say, like when it comes to this podcast or whatever, there's not anything I say on here I wouldn't want the world to hear, right? Like right. I hope 
I hope every I hope everybody becomes a Patreon. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody in the world, all seven billion of them, kids included. But but the, but the thing is, right? It, it, the only way I see this being something that's really upsetting people is if you're getting in Clubhouse and you're saying some stuff that you should not be saying or some stuff right. you say publicly, right? So you got some type of clan clubhouse or something like that to set up out there, right? <laughs> No, I, right. I'm, I'm being serious. I, I, I know. Right, I right, 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 right. But, but like, if you're saying something that you don't want people out there to know that you're saying it, right? right. You lose your job or or whatever, right? Or impression people, you're not who people thought you were. Or if you're trying to monetize it, right? Like, I don't. And again, I'm I, I don't have an iOS device or anything like this, Ryan. I know you had joined up like a week before this came out, right? Yeah. So, so like, if you're monetizing it somehow, so like, if you had a clubhouse, right, that you were like, hey, we talk about you know, Buffalo Bills in this, in this, uh, in this clubhouse, right? And you could be a member for $2 a month, you know, pay every month, I'll send you the password so you can get in password changes every month, whatever it may be. Um, so that'd be the only way I could see people really upset about this, right? And, and right. if you're saying something you're not supposed to say, or if you're losing money because of it. Um, right, right. Other than that, it's kind of like, eh, is, is there a big, is there a big issue there? Right? I mean, I don't yeah, know. so I, I don't, I don't see. Yeah. Like you said, I don't, I don't see it yet. Cause there's nothing monetized yet anyway. Like, I think that's what they're going to try to gear towards in the future potentially. Cause yeah. I mean, that's everything is going to go monitored. Like that's just, people don't do stuff for free. It's just, not, that's not, not the way the world works. Right. But as of right now, yeah, as long as you not say anything crazy, then I don't think you have any issues. Like, I, I think it's just because they, I think like literally a week before this happened, they said how secure they were because there was hmm. some concerns. Um, and uh, security wasn't the biggest concern. The, the biggest concern was that because it was um, uh, in in China, the back end was in China, like some stuff was censored, some stuff to do with uh, Jinping and some stuff to do with uh, Taiwan had been pulled down. And there was concerns like, okay, this place is censored because of where it's located at. But yeah, like you said, I, I can't think of any but way. How, but how is that different? So, so here's my question then, right? So how is that different from the battles we're having here in America when it comes to Twitter and 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 Facebook and all that, right? Like those discussions are being having, had here for the same reason, you know what I mean? That's why you have right. your your parlors and your 4chans and all that because they're they're not censored supposedly, right? So, I mean, that, I mean the China thing does kind of worry me. Let me let me not let me not <laughs> let me let me not let it slide, right? Like I, I get it, right? But uh, I, I don't have TikTok either, right? TikTok's a Chinese company, right? If I, if I remember correctly, because I remember yeah. the, the DOD put a notice out there that was like, "Hey, we're not telling you not to have an account, but we just want to make you aware of the risks." So I mean, I, I don't know. It's it if it's being censored. I mean, more than likely, you're probably saying something you know you shouldn't you shouldn't be saying anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Potentially. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was said. I, I know certain things are contentious. Even in, even in video game circles, some things are contentious. Like Riot Games is owned or in part by Tencent. Tencent owns like damn near the world now yeah. uh, with movie companies and video game companies and all that stuff. Um, so there has been some implications like people people's posts being pulled down, things of that nature. Um, trailers being fixed because they, they look anti- uh, China, so mm-hmm. you know they do have they do have influence. Like, uh, um, what was it? Transformers? Which which one was it? Was it like the the Dark Knight? I don't know. What whichever like 
these movies are trash nowadays. But uh, one of the most recent Transformers had a, a big scene in China. It was just like with characters that you've never seen before, and they had lots of product placement. People were like, I just don't get it. But they blew stuff up, so that's cool. But it was because of uh, the uh, the Chinese influence. Like if you wanted it to be in their theaters, you had to put in certain people who were known actors in China and product placement. So they're slowly starting to take over. Yeah. And I was going to mention this as well, as you guys were kind of like, kind of briefly t- touched on it. The Maybe the other concern that's not really like focused on in the article or in our discussion is the uh, the fact that you just, even if there's having like an app itself on your phone from like another country, or like even like the TikTok or like this from the clubhouse, if you have the application on your phone that's managed from a Chinese company, perhaps they can use the application to get data from your phone or, and or monitor your, your access from your phone. If maybe tie into your, your microphone and things like that. So record an audio, what have you, without your, uh, without your authorization. So just maybe small things like that. Undoubtedly have to give them access to, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be able to record. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to give that, it's going to pop up, say, Hey, you want to give this app app access to your microphone, to your, your internal storage data, whatever. Um, So that's probably another, another little aspect of it. You probably have to, we have to kind of think about as well, as far as the cybersecurity realm of it. Um, yeah, besides just being a yeah, besides being a platform to, to talk to people or like get your voice out there, is also the fact that you're installing this application from another country um, that could be used potentially. You know, if they decide to or somehow they try to sneakily, uh, you know, get your data. And it kind of came. Yeah. I know we talked about this before with the uh, was it TCL TVs or whatever. We talked about yeah. that for a little bit that they were getting some data or something to that effect from the TVs. Um, but uh, yeah. Along with that, on a separate note, I just read too at the very bottom of the article, it talked about, like you were mentioning, that uh, they had some, uh, I guess they found that there's some discussions in, in, in the clubhouse uh, from people uh, in China that have disagreements with the Chinese government, uh, yeah. with you know, tab, taboo topics from like Taiwan to uh, Xinjiang. Uh, so... I know that's a big thing in, in China. They have like the, the great firewall that kind of restricts some of the internet yeah. access. And so they, they look like they were trying to restrict access to this application because of people using it as a, as a soapbox to talk about topics in China that they don't agree with. And Chinese government's not really too uh, happy with that kind of thing. They, they try to restrict and kind of uh, quiet the storm of any, any uh, you know, revolution or some uh, animosity towards the government there. So I think that's kind of an interesting topic as too. Uh, I've been with my wife is uh, she's been, She's actually uh, in a in a course learning some Chinese, and so we've uh, been talking about some of the Chinese uh, topics similar to this that that popped up recently. And uh, I know that's a big that could be a whole like a whole discussion in itself, just the the whole yeah. economy of a uh, of China right now, how they how they're running their uh, uh, you know managing their people and the government and how they control you know control certain aspects of their other people. But uh, I just figured I'd throw that out there. I think that's kind of interesting. No, no, definitely. Like, yeah, you have to be careful what you install. Yeah. Uh, good thing. Good thing our phones are made in America. That's right. Yeah. Right. The, the, <laughs> the phones made yeah, in China. The, phone, the apps are made computers, in China. All the chips in the computers, probably. Yeah. 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 Your clothes probably made in China. I, I wouldn't doubt it. So, like, yeah, that's the thing. But you know, what I mean, like, once uh once we start making in America again, we won't have that problem. Right, right. <laughs> I think the thing is, is it's too expensive. You can, they don't, nobody wants to make it in America. They're like, oh, I got to save money, cut costs. I'm going to, you know, make it overseas and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, man. So like, nah, the, 
It would be a twenty thousand dollar iPhone, but yeah. you made America. That's right. That's right. That's what's that important. We're, we're expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to make some uh, iPhones? Okay, you need to pay me like like two hundred thousand dollars a year to make some iPhones. No doubt. No doubt. So I think that that's a a good way to wind into um, what we've been either playing or doing or the the category gets broader and broader each week. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So what what, what about you, uh, uh, Shannon? What what have you been, what, what media have you been consuming this week? You know what? Not not really much of anything. I I turned. I finally turned on a video game on the big TV downstairs. Looked great, but okay. I only, but I only did it because my youngest daughter said she wanted to see Spider Man. So I was gotcha. like, okay, you know. So she left the room. I was like, all right. Well, I don't. I've already beat this game, so I'll turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, no, actually, I've been. Uh, so I got Hulu Live a couple weeks ago, and I just been watching more stuff on live TV. Watching more basketball games that I haven't been watching in a couple years because I haven't had cable. So um like when it comes to video games and whatnot, I haven't really been doing it. You know, this 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 past gen console that I got, I think I'm getting a little snooty with it. I'm like, ah mm. uh, so old. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> How come there's no K behind the resolution of what I'm watching here? Right. right. Oh, no. <laughs> progressive. Oh right, oh. right. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't haven't really been uh, haven't really been playing any video games. Um, A couple TV shows here and there, you know what I mean, like onesie twosies or whatever. But for the most part, uh, live stuff or just doing stuff around the house, man. All right. What what about you, Levon? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been uh, I've been continuing to watch a little bit of Warrior. I have to finish it up. I have like a few episodes left in the the most recent season. That's that's out. Got to finish that up. And um, what else? I've been I've been focused a lot on on Destiny too. It's like it had like a little expansion, a little um, yeah, a little expansion on like a new season that came out, some new content. So I've been trying to level up my, level up my characters in that game. But uh, I know we talked about it earlier. Um, I want to check out. I have some things queued up on HBO Max, the um, Judas and the Black Messiah. I think that was a new movie that came out. Um, I wanted to wanted to check that one out. I heard some good reviews on that one. Um, and uh, what else is hot? Looking forward to some movies that are coming out down the pipe. HBO Max has got a, got a got a lot of movies that they're they're pushing out with the uh, oh, yeah. Godzilla versus King Kong and all this kind of stuff coming yeah. down the pipe. And Snyder then we got uh, the yeah yeah Snyder Cut yeah Justice League. I'm about to about to cop those real quick. Um, and then uh, what else? Um, besides that, I've been chilling out. Um, not many other shows that I've been been watching lately. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else that's that's hot. That's I have to look at my queue to see to see what's uh, what's up and coming for me to to watch. But um, that's been that's been the main thing. Watching Warrior. I've been enjoying Warrior quite a bit. Um, I don't know if you if you got a chance to watch it yet, Ryan. I know we mentioned it before, but um, I think I think it's something you might enjoy. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty legit. It's got a lot of uh, a lot of cool like like kung fu scenes in there, and they got like it's got a good story, a good uh, good set of good cast of characters. It's very very believable. 
um, in the roles that they play. And uh, this is like, it's really like kind of badass. It's really like gangster, kind of gangster, like Chinese Kung Fu. Like, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty legit. But uh, yeah, how about, how about you, Ryan? You have anything uh, lined up in your queues? Yeah, uh, a few things, but I definitely do want to watch Warrior. Like, I want to watch all the, like, so I have HBO Max, but I'm I'm not able to enjoy it over here. Um, uh, at least not with a free VPN, right? I'm being cheap. Uh, like if I got, right. if I paid for VPN, I'd probably be able to, to puncture the, uh, the, the Turkish firewall over here and stopping all, all the goodness of, uh, of HBO. Yeah. <laughs> but they said, it, they said, uh, June, they go worldwide. So I can hold out. I'll mm-hmm. just wait. In June, I'll be able to catch up on all that stuff. Like I have like a you know, a smorgasbord of uh, content: the Warrior, the um, Snyder Cut, uh, Wonder Woman '84. Even though I heard it wasn't great, it's still I still gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. It wasn't like uh, the greatest, but <laughs> right. And then Dune. I don't know if Dune will be out by then, but I definitely yeah, want to check out the, the new Dune. Like HBO has definitely got Mortal Kombat. Like yeah, got more some movies I want to see, so I, I can't wait to to take advantage of that. Do you think uh, you can be, I... be able to hold out, Ryan, till June? I've really got no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, man. Like every oh. every week when we have this segment, we're gonna be like, oh man, that Snyder cut was off the chain. Oh like, damn! Oh man, we're yeah. gonna be like, all right, I need to do something with this VPN, and you make up. Right, I really got right. no no means uh, except for uh, spending money, which I don't want to do. So we, we'll see, we'll see. Like the Snyder cut's gonna be the hardest one because I, I kind of don't want to get. Like, if it's terrible, I, I still want to experience it because it's been hyped for so long. I don't want to get spoiled. Mm. Like WandaVision has already been spoiled for me. Like people can't keep their they mouth shut. So mm. Mm. it is what it is. But things I can watch, Netflix. So I've been watching uh, Amend, The Fight for America. So it's a six-part docuseries. I'm on part three. So I'm up to Jim Crow is where I'm at with it. It's really good. They have some, some like I said, they have like uh, 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 Samuel Jackson, Will Smith, um, uh, oh man, what's the the he plays the agent on uh off the boat. division? Yeah. Oh, yeah, fresh off the boat. Yep, he plays on that too. He's 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 on there. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they got a, they got a bunch of different people. Um, like just known actors playing, uh, not necessarily playing the roles, but like they're narrating the speeches that were given. Like uh, like Abraham Lincoln says some stuff. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like I I didn't know I I didn't know his thought process prior to the emancipation proclamation mm. I was like, Oh, okay. Like it's eye opening. Like what, what the plan, what plan a was before they got to plan B. Um, mm. So it's, it's, it's good stuff. Um, Randall, like, Park. Randall Park is the guy's name. Randall Park. Yeah. So he, he, he does, uh, he, he narrates a few different things. Um, so does, um, Oh man, what's his name? Uh, Marshala Ali, or is that did I say it right? Marshala. I, I can never get it right either. Mar- Mahershala, I think it's Mahershala Ali. I don't know. Blade, new Blade. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He he, uh, he does um, some narration as well. Um, it's really good. It's good stuff. So if if people are listening, they're kind of interested. Definitely check it out. It definitely get as eye opening on the 13th, 14th, and 15th amendments and what they mean to the culture and um, all the roadblocks that uh, that happen. 
So it was pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, no games. I didn't play any games all week. I was just too too burnt. But I'm, I'm definitely gonna jump back into Control. And then I saw Final Fantasy VII is getting some uh, some DLC. So I got I got to jump back onto the the remake. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's gonna be it's gonna like be until like June or something. I think that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I gotta, that's, that's I gotta, I gotta platinum this one though. Oh, you got okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do get all the trophies. Get all the trophies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta platinum it. I like that. Yeah, I still gotta uh, come back to that game. I, I started it, but it's one of the games that, you know, you guys may joke with me, but me and my wife play it together. So we're like, I wait for her to like when she's free to play, but she's been so busy with other stuff. We haven't been, like been playing it together. I don't want to like get ahead and like she'll miss all the content and uh, right. uh just kind of like you know some people share like netflix like watch a show together and like don't watch it before i get to you know where i get a chance to watch the episode with you so it's kind of like one of those numbers so i'm waiting for us to have some time to watch that uh, play that game together as well as uh um birth of the wild still got to finish that one up we're almost almost finished with it but uh it's another game that's in the, in the list right now gotta gotta knock out but yeah, I, I heard about that Final Fantasy VII remake. It sounds like it's be pretty cool. They're gonna actually do a, uh, they're actually gonna revamp it too for the PS5 as well. Have some. I want to talk about that though. No, yeah, let's exist. talk about more about those, PS5. Yeah, yeah. Those, those, those don't exist. <laughs> those don't exist. So people, people keep keep saying because they keep saying like the, the games are coming out during the summer. They keep calling it a launch window, and people are saying it's not a launch window, but it is. If you can't get a hold of the console, <laughs> whenever That's I get true. it, it is the launch of the right. console. So That's hopefully true. by summer, but it, if not, then, you know, fall is fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I said, I said it before, but it's not like, it's not going to make things any better, but right now it's like, not like a huge, uh, you know, I don't know. There's not a huge reason to get like a PS5 per se to say that um, you're going to play all these PS5 exclusive games that are going to be like so much, right. uh, and such much more enhanced. I think the best thing right now, maybe we get the faster load times and maybe high resolution or something like that in some games. Um, but uh, besides that, it's not going to be like, I don't know, night and day. But I know you mentioned you have PS4 that's like on its last leg a little bit. It's got like no yeah, connectivity. Yeah, yeah the, one, the one back at home, my, my son's struggling with it because uh, the, the antenna is pretty much dead or dying. So yeah, yeah. I definitely want to hook him up. That, he, you know, he's a good kid. Keeps his grades up. Um, oh, that's good. So I definitely want, definitely want to hook him up. Um, and then he can break it in by the time I get home. Because uh, me buying two is probably not going to happen. So yeah, yeah. He'll 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 break it in. and I'll come home and play on it. <laughs> a quick side on that side note, but along the same lines about the PS5 uh, stock shortage. Um, I did hear about the the current administration, Biden administration. They they're doing some sort of policy to trying to or some sort of a uh, um, some sort of uh, initiative to dive into why there's a chip shortage. They're trying to make sure these chip manufacturers and uh, that the U.S. is able to uh, acquire these electronic components to right. to build devices. These, we've got right. like a, this, you know, PS5 shortage, Xbox shortage, graphic card shortage, uh, things like that. And I think it's they think a lot of it's tied to the, the the shortage of those processing chips and things like that that they need to the, the components to build these different devices. Yeah, but, so I don't understand. So I, I've read a little bit of the article, but I didn't really dig deep into it. Like, so are they trying to say that it's being throttled by manufacturers, or are they trying to say like maybe we should start building in 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 America to, you to know, offset the uh, shortage? Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. I have to dig into it as, as as well. I just saw like a kind of 
maybe more like headline news. I kind of brushed over the article here and there, but it's something like right. uh, something to the effect that I think I think it's more so like I think a lot of it's like COVID related as well as um, um, yeah, I think most of it's like COVID related. Just the fact that these a lot of these manufacturers aren't in production like they used to be, or yeah. you know they they kind of throttled by um, the situation. But uh, um, at the same time, who knows? It could be something to the fact that they are trying to like make things more U.S. made and things like that, um, which has always been like a big thing. But it's also the the balance of uh, of uh, I don't know. Profitability. Uh, profitability. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah, something to the fact that they want to make it as cheap as possible, but they'd love to make it in America if they could. <laughs> but it's like, what's what's right. what's, what's your focus? Do you want to you want to get your business uh, uh, as much profit as possible, or do you want to make everything in America, um, you know, and support your your fellow man and woman, um, you know, as much as you can? So, uh, you know. And I digress. I don't want to, you know, spin into some big political talk or anything like that. But that's pretty much what I've heard. So we'll see if uh, see what comes of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I gotta, I gotta definitely have to dig into it because I, I kind of try to figure out what, what they're trying to get yeah. from from the uh, uh, data call or the the um, the investigation. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely different. Um, but I think that's pretty much all I consumed. I, I need to read a book. Brain's getting tired. Like, <laughs> not be, not being used <laughs> too too frequently. Too I'm supposed to start at, the, atrophy, right? Too much atrophy. Yeah, yeah. I can't even form words. Um, I'm supposed to be studying for the the GAC, um, uh forensic uh, analyst, but I, I'm gonna have to do it with all my books. So I, I'm again, I'm, brain's atrophying. When I filled out my account, I used my home address back in the States because I was like, well, if I, when I pass, so speaking to existence, so when I pass this course, I, I don't want the certificate to come here and get lost. I wanted to go home. I didn't know there's real books. I thought everything was virtual. So they shipped the books to Tampa. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh no. So I could start it without the books, but as soon as I started, the countdown starts. And you get four months. That's, that's what you pay for, four months of access, all self-paced. So I'm like... Do I wait for the books to get to me, or do I just start and wait for the books to catch up to me? I should probably just start, but I used it as an excuse. Yeah. So, so wait a minute. I just want to make sure you poo-pooed me earlier when I said I didn't. <laughs> I did. I did. Hey, I did you poo-pooed me. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> I had to do the Game of Thrones shame walk, and here you are. <laughs> shame. shame. <laughs> yeah, I need to jump on it, though. Right, so uh, maybe Monday. I'll, I'll start it up. I mean, I mean here's definitely- even, even if you're not going to get everything you can from the books, right? The books are probably going to be the ultimate resource. Like, with you doing a little bit of something, it's not like... It, like if the books do come and all of a sudden you've lost that much time or whatever, right? Because the ship from Tampa out there to where you are, man, I don't imagine that's going to be a quick ship. You know what I mean? No, it's at least a month. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is it that long? What a couple of weeks? Because it, 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 it goes through three different um um like customs. Right? Yeah, three three different customs. So that's that's a slowdown. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, you definitely. Hey, you might want to hit up YouTube or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think I need them. I think I just need them for the test. Like the test is open book, 
So when I go to the testing center, I can have the books on me. So I'm going to need it for that. But I, I think I can just start the course and uh, all the material will already be virtually available to me. Which course was this again? The GAC Certification Forensics Analyst. Ah, nice. Look yeah. at you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fill in some gaps. Like, I'm like, hey, I got my, I do have, you know, my, my degree. I got my experience. I got the, the CISP. But um, what about practical uh, experience with uh, forensics? Like, CH is, is good. Uh, I definitely need to knock out my CHFI. But uh, what I was told was this course actually puts the tools in your hand and gives you uh, 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 applicable practical, skills. Practical, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I, I just want to round out my, my resume. Absolutely. So I'll let you know. Like I, I heard it's pretty tough. So it's like a four-hour test. Open book. So when, whenever you tell me an open book test Dang. is four hours long. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's yeah. probably a, a hard-ass test. Yeah, so. it's a long time. Yeah. It's a long-ass test. But you can do it, man. Just like put, you know, just get get on the grind, get your studying on. Hopefully, you can get your books at you know, some somewhat somewhat soon. Yeah, you can uh, start reading up on it. Like like Shannon was saying, get some get some YouTube time, <laughs> find some. Uh, YouTube actually has a lot of great content. You can find a lot of stuff on the web in general, just for like video content. People just discussing different topics that they're yeah, smart definitely. on. Cyber. Yeah. Does Cyberary have anything on it? Yeah, they do. Like there's a ton of info. Yeah. So speaking speaking of content on the internet. Uh, if you want some easy eight eight tips and again your uh CISSP, I got a video out there. So um definitely hit us up on YouTube or I even made an audio and put it on the uh on the, the podcast. So it's got its own episode. So if you want to know my, my tips to get in the, the CISP, go ahead and listen or watch. Mm-hmm. So you like that little plug in there. But I like uh that. Also, I like that. Also Okay, also with plugs, uh, so uh, it won't be in this episode. I think I'll break it off, but we also did an interview with uh, Chelsea uh, Pierre. from. She's the CEO of Blurred's Leading Technology, uh, and it was a really good interview, so that'll be coming out soon. So that more content, got it in video and in audio. So stay tuned, and that'll also be uh, out there for the patron, patron, patrons of our Patreon seven days early, completely ad-free. And then it'll hit the free feed seven days later. So con- content is is a coming. With that being said, you guys have anything else? Nothing for me. Before I start closing. So uh, again, shout out to our Patreon patron, uh, Anthony Cater, uh, for his support. Uh, thank you to all those who are listening on the free feeds, all those uh, tuning in on YouTube. Uh, the LinkedIn is actually pulling in people. Uh, I'm starting to get lots of you know thumbs up and questions and what have you. So definitely thank you to the people on LinkedIn. Uh, you can reach us. Or I'm sorry. Oops. So thank you to my co-host. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Devon. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> oh yeah, we're here too. In, in, in the background, you know. Without without y'all, all this, all this good content cannot be here. So I, I definitely thank you and. Uh, uh, as always, for for uh, checking in on me during the week and giving me some good content to talk about because I was struggling this week, especially because uh, mm-hmm. stuff doesn't want to happen until Saturday. Uh, okay, you got all the other good days of the week. Like get your get your ransom uh, ransomer fraudulent 
<laughs> schemes out there early, you know what I mean? So we can capture it and we can talk about it. <laughs> but, uh, Disclaimer, we do not support. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, fraudsters? Is that the term I used to say? We, don't, we do not support fraudsters. We do not support fraudsters. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it Monday through Friday, please. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely check us out on the web at www.theothersideofthefirewall. Uh, hit, up, uh, hit us up on our Patreon, The Other Side of the Firewall. Uh, we are on Twitter at on underscore firewall. So that's at on underscore firewall. Facebook, same name uh, for the Facebook page in the group, The Other Side of the Firewall. Uh, Instagram, The Other Side of the FW. And then uh, on Twitter, uh, you can hit me up at Rye Rye Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. And uh, LeVon. Hit me up on at LeVon Maynard, regular ass LeVon Maynard. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's uh, after the Michael J, after the Michael J, uh Mike Tyson fight, he's going to throw his hat in the ring. That's right. He's, That's he's, right. He's, fight, he's fighting the winner. <laughs> I fight them both so, at the same time. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So keep, keep up with that guy. If you fight them both at the same time, then uh, I think we need to find another co-host. He ain't going to be around too much longer. That's right. <laughs> if you fight them both at the same time, I have confidence in you, LeVon, but I don't know. Right. I, I, don't, I don't know about that one either. <laughs> I don't think you I have the confidence it. in myself. You, I want to get paid, though. I get. Oh, for sure. For sure you want the money. Sure. <laughs> Look, you, you, you get paid enough. You get paid enough. You get one of them nice wheelchairs. That's, that's, that's right. That's, that's <laughs> mechanical. You can, you can steal it with you. Like, you can blow into the tube, or you can just move yeah. your hands. Move it. Yeah, I don't have to use my hands, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I might have to uh, look into this a little bit to see how I can contact my, uh, my managers to get in contact with the uh, with the uh, uh, the Tysons and the Michael Jai White, right. make sure uh, we get this fight right. set up. <laughs> Definitely, I, I'd pay to watch that. I'm just saying, but okay. but, but thank you to everybody uh, involved, and thank you to everybody who's listening or watching. We we appreciate y'all. So have a good one. Y'all be easy. Hey, listeners. Please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you.